And it is uh, once more Reef Lords Pod Academy. This is the 23rd episode. And I'm looking forward to this one. Why, you may ask. Because today we're talking about estate agents and how to figure out if your estate agent is legit. So without further ado, we say a very warm welcome to you, Dora Lou. Hi, David. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. Now, talk to me about estate agents and, and if we browse properties online, you know, what, what happens there? Yeah, so, well, obviously, all of us actually start to choose property online. And that's where we all start, right? Uh, on Property24 and private property. So there are thousands of properties available online. Um, but buyers and tenants actually tend to pay a lot more attention to the property itself rather than to the person who's selling or renting it. Um, and, and that is a very common problem at the moment because property scams are very real in South Africa uh, in both the rental and selling space, you know. So we thought uh, this episode would actually help our um, buyers and tenants as well as landlords and uh, sellers, um, just to understand how you can verify the legitimacy of uh, your estate agent. Yeah, because, you know, and, and I've heard it happen again over the last little while, people um, think that they are renting a house, for example. Um, the estate agent, in inverted commas, uh, shows them around, they do the whole thing, and uh, they happily pay their deposit and their first month's rental only to find out mm. that the house actually belongs to somebody else. Yep. Yep. And it's a reality. Yeah, you know, it's it's sad, but as you said, it's true. So how do we how do we even start to 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 figure out whether our agents are legit? Yeah, so well, obviously we all get excited when we see beautiful houses waiting for us to move in and you want to just get the, get the paperwork done as quickly as possible, right? Before you get into that, um, you need to really vet your estate agent um, for the exact reason that you, you know, uh, David, you mentioned. Um, you don't want them to run away with your deposits of money, right? So... Um, all the real estate agents must actually register with Property Practitioner Regulatory Authority, um, PPRA for short, and that is formally known as EAAB. Okay, so these mm -hmm. agents actually have to complete a 12-month apprenticeship or learnership at a registered agency, okay, and pass their professional designation exam or PDE exam. Um, in order to get registered with PPRA. And they are issued with a Fidelity Fund Certificate, or FSC in short, which is um, a proof that you can ask for from them. And what FSC does is that it allows the, the agent to keep deposits on your behalf in a trust uh, account, usually interest-bearing, okay? So if, you, if they don't have the FSC, they can't actually retain your money. They can't, they can't keep your money in their own private account whatsoever. Okay, and then their FSCs must be renewed annually, every 12 months. Okay, but sometimes, Dora, it, it, it might be a bit weird if you go and say to the, the agent, uh, 
you know, show me your FFC certificate. Is, is there another way around this? I mean, you know, I know, like you say, if they've been approved, um, you know, then then obviously they can do the, the, the deposit mm-hmm. thing and everything. Um, so maybe let me take a step back before I get into the next step about if there's another way. So if I understand correctly, if you've got your, your FFC certificate, as an agent, you can collect deposits, keep them in trust accounts. Um, your money is then secured. But what happens if anything goes south? Can you claim them? Yes. Uh, so the whole purpose of having FFC is that the PPRA, or formerly known as EAB, they protect your money. If anything, like I said, goes south, um, you can actually get refund from PPRA because they've got the trace record of the agent. Okay, so they, they, it's, a, it's a pass and parcel of the protection um, uh, or, in a, word, you know, in a way, insurance uh, for your deposits. Okay, you can claim it back from PPRA. Um, I personally haven't really encountered this practice myself, but there is this route uh, with the authority, you know, to get your money back. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, if, uh, interestingly enough that you said, um, you know, it could be awkward to ask for FFC, you know, from your agent. Not the case, actually. Um, if they are registered, they are more than happy to show you that they are registered and pr- proudly doing so, you know. What, on, on their FFC certificates, uh, they will have sort of like a tear off section where they can tear off from their original certificate and keep it with them all the time when they do show housing and stuff, just in case people do ask for this. <laughs> Very okay. few people know about it, but you can ask for it. And, you know, with pleasure. Um, if they, you know, when, when you ask them for, for the certificates and then they sound fishy and then they, they sound like reluctant to show you, then you obviously immediately raise a flag. You know, why is he hiding away from me? you know, when, when I want to see their fatigue. Yeah. You see, I've never thought about that. And, and, and honestly, in all the times when I've, you know, been renting houses or whatever the case may be, never once thought um, that it could be a challenge. And, I, and, and I've been lucky so far, I guess, that nothing's ever happened mm. uh, uh, to me where I've lost money. So is there, though, okay, so the first flag would be if they're reluctant to show you that uh, certificate. But is there another way? Yeah, um, there is definitely. You can actually log on to PPRA website uh, to, to check whether you can find that agent you know, on their um, registered portal. Um, the website is thepra.org.za. That's thepra.org.za. You, uh, they, they've got these functions called find an agent or find an agency, all right, where you can enter the agent's name and surname or um, his or her agency's name um, to, you know, to verify whether they are registered on their portal and whether their status is still valid. Okay, and that, that's incredibly important because otherwise as I mentioned, and I've seen reports of this as well, then the, 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 the supposed agents just disappear with your bond money, mm. your rental money, whatever the case may be, they're gone, and you don't have a foot yeah. to stand on. 
Yeah, and you hear many, many cases like this. And uh, I mean, it happened quite close to me where one of my friends actually got scammed. Um, she viewed the housing, uh, you know, she, she viewed the property, happy with it, happily paid deposit, and well, one month's deposit plus one month's uh, rental amount, only to find that they, you know, she, she couldn't get the property when she was ready to move in. Um, and then someone else was actually living in the property. And when she phoned the, the agent, he was nowhere to be found. So it's really, really dangerous, um, you know, if you're dealing with someone that's not registered. Um, but, you know, sometimes uh, I have to say, sometimes PPRA um, has backlog in issuing, you know, FFCs to agents when they qualify. Um, but you can also ask them, um, you know, ask the agent to provide last year's certificates as proof if the renewal hasn't yet been issued for various reasons at PPRA. You know, mm. so they should have that as well. Now, I believe there was a report that uh, was released in 2018, so it's, it's a bit dated, but they reckon there that uh, up to 50,000 real estate agents are not registered in South Africa. And yet they're still operating. So this is not a tiny problem. This is something you need to be very aware of. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, in um, in another uh, report, 10 out of 12 uh, state agents actually are not registered in South Africa. But they're still, you know, operating in this space. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, which is quite concerning. Yeah, the stats is quite concerning. Very, very concerning. But now... I mean, and I've, I've encountered this before. Um, there is an estate agent and uh, they're operating under a registered estate agency and they're like a trainee or a, or a beginner estate agent. Um, how does that impact your, your money and how do you make sure that it's kept more legitimate and above board? Yeah, so if you're working with an agent that is operating under a larger real estate agency, for example, uh, let's say Remax or Pam Golding, let's say, and they don't have FFC yet because they're doing their training, um, they're still getting their exams written. So in that case, um, you, you're more than welcome to deal with them. That's not really a problem. Um, you just need to be careful when they ask when they ask you to deposit money into a specific bank account. Okay just to see if that bank account is the estate agency's bank account or is it uh, the agent's private bank account. That is important because the estate agency should be registered with FSC with no problem, okay? especially the, the reputable ones uh, in the market. But if they ask you to deposit into a private bank account that, that, that belongs to the agent himself, then that is the question you, you need to immediately raise. Um, yeah, so, so hopefully, you know, that will give our uh, listeners a peace of mind. Even if when you're selling your property, actually, you need to, you know, sort of do your gatekeeping for your, for your buyers. Mm, look, due diligence, I mean, it, it stands to reason mm. there. Um, and also if it, if it happens or if you suspect anything, you know, rather just check it out because, you know, you don't want to get burnt and then after go, well, I thought they were a bit dodgy that I had to pay it into his account and it's a private account on a Friday afternoon. Um, because, 
this is something the authorities take very, very seriously. And, you know, um, the state agents uh, can be, they can be sent to jail, there's a fine, but a lot of times they disappear. Hmm. So, you know, I think if you're a buyer, tenant, seller, landlord, you've got to make sure that you're dealing with legitimate people. But now, Dora, knowing that you are with reef lords, what happens then if I purchase a property directly from a developer, somebody like yourselves? Yeah, yeah. That's a a great question, actually. A lot of people now tend to purchase directly from developers. Um, And then you need to uh, understand whether developers are actually registered with FFC or not, okay? In the old regulations, uh, developers don't have to be registered um, with PPRA because we are not considered as property practitioners, okay? But the new PPRA regulation says that developers need to be registered um, uh, with PPRA, but that still needs to be enforced, okay? So with that being said, most developers actually don't hold FFC certificates, okay? Or they're not necessarily registered. You can still safely purchase from developers. It doesn't mean that you can't purchase uh, directly, you know, from the builders anymore. Um, It's just that you need to be mindful when you deposit your your, um, 10% or 20% initial deposits, you must not pay into the developer's business account or private account, okay, unless they have FSD. Instead, you need to uh, pay deposits into the conveyancing attorney's trust account because for all attorneys, they have um, an FSD. They are registered with Law Society of South Africa or LSSA in short. They are governed by law society. They have to have a, um, an FFC certificate in order to keep your money in their trust account. Okay, so buying directly from developers, you're not necessarily paying to developers. You are actually paying to the trust accounts of your attorney, the transfer attorney. So in other words, if I come and I, and I knock on the door at Reflords and say, I want to buy a property, the first thing you'll say is deposit needs to go into our attorney's account. Correct, yeah. And then a lot of buyers actually misunderstand uh, the concept, you know. They think uh, developers, the developers actually um, get the money up front. It's actually not the case. Um, the money is kept in the trust account until the property is transferred. This is to protect um, the buyers, okay, and to ensure that um, developers actually meet all their obligations in terms of delivering the property to you. Mm, Okay, I get it, I get it. Right, (laughs) so, you know, I mean, if I I think about it, just in terms of what what you've said so far, and as as I said, I was looking forward to having a chat to you about this, um, but it's actually not a difficult process to check that a a real estate agent is the real deal. Um, mm. And it could actually save you a lot of a lot of trouble. Could save you money, which is very important. Um, what happens if somebody's listening to this uh, this podcast episode uh, or podcast episode, uh, and uh, they feel that there's something that hasn't been answered? They've got more questions. What do they need to do? Yeah, we we are actually receiving more and more questions from our listeners, which is a great, great um, you know 
results of this pod academy. So if you have any property related questions that you would like to ask, please feel free to drop us an email on terry at reflaws.co.za. T-E-R-R-Y at reflaws.co.za. Or you can check out our Facebook and LinkedIn page to leave us a message there. But the Facebook and LinkedIn pages just look for Reflaws Property Development. Dora, thank you so much for having a chat with us. And uh, once again, as every single time, I've learned something today. So thank you. There we go. Wraps it up for this edition of the Reflaws Pod Academy. Uh, and remember, yeah. think home, think Reflaws.